need to show up on social media because I'm almost 100% referral based. Or what about, I know I need to show up on social media, but being in front of the camera is just not my thing. Or I never seem to have enough time to deal with being on Instagram because I'm over here doing actual work for my business. In full transparency, CEO, I have said all of these things, and I'm not ashamed to admit that I have learned from my mistakes. Marketing your business cannot be something you do when you have time because you'll never seem to find the time. And it can't be something that you wait to do until you're good enough or you feel comfortable doing it because guess what? Spoiler alert, you'll never get good at something you don't practice. In today's show, I am talking with Taylor Kusick Holman, a marketing mastermind for small business owners and the creator of Engie. And she is sharing her top five mistakes that she sees wedding pros make in their marketing and the tips to help you rectify those so that you can start turning those followers into paying clients. You're listening to the Wedding Pro CEO podcast. I'm your host, Brandy Gar, and my mission is to help you, the wedding industry entrepreneur, to build a profitable wedding business that you actually love. If you're craving a coach to help you step-by-step learn how to scale your business and get back some of your Saturdays while still paying yourself a salary from your business, you're in the right place. You guys, I am so excited about today's episode. So dial in close and let's dig in. Taylor, I am so excited that you are on the show today. Thank you so much for coming on the Wedding Pro CEO podcast. We are going to have some fun. We are going to have some fun. And I am especially excited about this because you and I have been orbiting each other (laughs) for way too long. And so I'm so excited that 2023 is the year that our worlds are finally colliding. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm hoping that continues well into 2024 because you have so much knowledge around marketing for wedding pros specifically, and it's going to be wildly important for 2024. Yes, 100%. Because you know what? If I were to have to pick one word to sum up what 2023 has been like, it's weird (laughs) because Uh that is the word Uh that almost everyone I talk to is like, you know, this year has just been weird. And when we look forward to 2024, I'm pretty sure we all want to put a hard stop to the weirdness of it all. But marketing is one of those things that we do have a lot of control over. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's a very important tool in the business toolbox to look at for 2024 to make sure like, hey, I didn't really like what was happening in 2023 and I would like for some things to change. So what am I empowered to do in order to facilitate that for myself? Yeah, 100%. And It's so interesting that you said that. Yes, weird is such a great way to capture it. We did an episode a couple weeks ago back on episode 209. And I was just like, honestly, I don't know that we've had normal since pre-pandemic, right? Because it was like down, up, 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 down, weird. I don't even know. And so I think we're all hoping for 2024 to just be a little bit more normal. But I really love that you said marketing is one of those things that you can control but I don't know that a lot of wedding pros feel that way. Like, I I don't know with your interactions with them. Do you feel like that's something that the industry feels? Do they feel like that they can control it? Tell me a little bit more about that control that you're talking about. I don't think that most people feel like they have control over their marketing. Yeah. But I think that that's because 
they don't really feel like they have full control over their calendars all the time. Mm. Like most wedding pros that I know or service provider based businesses, right? Like myself included when we're talking about like Taylor from Tailored is that when a client emails you or a vendor partner emails you, the world stops, right? Everything in your world stops. And 100% of your attention goes to that client or vendor that's asking you for something. And so in that regard, a lot of people don't feel like they just have control over their life. And so Mm -hmm. there's this constant yanking back and forth of our attention. And when Mm -hmm. we can't dedicate full attention to something, it's hard to feel like we're in control over it. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. my experience in talking to people and just watching, being an observer, is that people for sure, like they try to give their attention to marketing and something pulls them away from it. And so that feeds into this whole emotional state of, I I don't have the capacity to do this. I don't Mm -hmm. have the know-how to do it. I don't have the tools to do it. And therefore, you're like, well, this is terrible. (laughs) I don't want to do it. So, you know, you kind of like convince yourself that you don't have control over it. Marketing is this very messy soup of emotions Mm -hmm. constantly, even for those of us who spend the majority of our time (laughs) doing marketing things. Yeah, I'm so glad that you said that because... You're right. When you don't know how to do something or you feel overwhelmed by it, it tends to be the thing you just don't do, right? So it's easier to just bury yourself in client work because you know how to do that. You probably got into your business because you're excellent at the craft, right? But the marketing and the sales and some of the other things that come along with being a business owner can feel overwhelming. What I find interesting though, I love that you said that it's the one, it's one of the few things that we can control because when you realize that it's not going anywhere, like you have to market your business. I mean, there's no business if you're not marketing, if you're not selling, right? And so I think once you realize that and you really just say, okay, every single day, I have to spend time marketing my business. I have to, whether I want to, whether I feel like it, whether I know what I'm doing. It's really, really cool when the unlock starts to happen and you start to see the payoff from it. You know, it's not overnight and we want the overnight, but I have experienced it. My students have experienced it. And I just think it's so fun when they realize, wait a second, if I just keep doing this, if I just keep showing up and getting 1% better every day at my marketing, it pays off in dividends. And so I'm really excited about our topic today, because we're going to be talking all about some of the mistakes that wedding pros are making in their marketing and how they can do better. Yep. You know, it's the the concept of like doing marketing on a, on a consistent basis. I talk a lot about marketing as a habit and the yes. everyday analogy to that is brushing your teeth, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you know, you need to brush your teeth every day. Mm-hmm hopefully twice a day, in the morning and at night. <laughs> but no one's asking you to market your business multiple times a day. It's not in, yeah. it's not in the cards for, for most folks. But, you know, if you, if you stop brushing your teeth, and then, again, I hope you're going to the dentist every six months like you're supposed to. Yeah. But if you stop brushing your teeth and you show up at the dentist, your dentist is going to ask you what has been going on, right? Because you clearly neglected something that is a big part of your your overall health and hygiene. And so marketing is like that, where it's just one piece, but it 100% 
impacts the health and well-being of your business. And if you stop doing this habit, mm-hmm. you will have you will wake up one day wide-eyed, probably low numbers in your bank account and really stressed out because you stopped doing this really important habit. Mm-hmm. Marketing is like brushing your teeth, you got to do it. If you don't, you're going to you're going to have some uncomfortable things on the other end of it. So it's so true. It's so true. That's actually a really great analogy. I know for myself, but there are so many days that I do not want to get in front of the camera. And we do batch create a lot of our stuff, but I I really try to make it a point that every single day I get in front of the camera, whether it's on stories or on a video, like a reel that I'm going to do live time because we batch a lot. But that relatability of just like what's going on or what's happening in real time, I do think is important. And I try to explain to people, some days I don't want to do it. I just don't want to do it. I'm like, I don't want to be in front of the camera today. I don't feel empowered today. I don't feel like I have anything to say, but I do it anyway because it's part of marketing my business. I don't know how else to explain to people that it's not something that it's like, if I have time, I'll do it. Or I have an intern that's doing it for me and that's good enough. Listen, that's one step, but there's so much value in social media. I mean, I'm preaching to the choir. Obviously, you're like, yes, please. Like, this is what we need to be telling people. But I think social media has so much power and it's free and it's it's just this incredible tool that we don't take advantage of enough. I'm so excited. I've seen your tips and I'm like, yes, these are so good. So let's dig into a few of them. You have five big mistakes that wedding pros are making in their marketing. So why don't you kick it off with what you feel like is either the top one or the first one? I won't make you rank them necessarily, but yeah, I don't want to rank them because they're all they're all really terrible mistakes, but we'll just run yeah. through the list. And the okay. first one, I think actually this is one of the ones that ties into the fact that everyone starts in the same place. Everyone starts at zero, right? Yep. And everyone starts in a place where you have all of the questions and none of the answers. <laughs> and so I think that it's somewhat natural to do this, but it is a mistake. And that mistake is trying to reverse engineer other people's marketing strategy. And that is something that I see all of the time. People just think, hey, I admire these people. They seem to be crushing it. I'll just do what they're doing, right? And there are three reasons why I want to put a hard stop to this. And the first one is you don't know who that person is trying to attract. You're making assumptions about who they're trying to attract, and you are making assumptions that it's similar to who you're trying to attract. But you don't know who they are trying to bring in. That is reason Mm -hmm. number one. This is a terrible thing to do. The next one is your business and their business are not apples to apples. And there are all these different factors at play that are going to impact the effectiveness of that strategy or tactic that you're seeing and trying to replicate, right? So not an apples to apples business. Therefore, you can yeah. never car- you can never take someone's system on in marketing, right? There are other facets of business where you can carbon copy a, a process, but with marketing doesn't exist. And the third one is you don't even know if it's working. That one, that one, yes. Uh huh. Yeah. And so, why would you take that level of risk with your business? 
and put all of this effort into re I'm using finger quotes, recreating a strategy <sighs> that might be poo poo. So mm -hmm. don't do that. Everyone starts from zero. And this feels like the easy way to figure out what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. And so it's okay to, you know, do market research to see what other people are doing, to take ideas and possibly glean best practices from what you're seeing. But in the end, you need to create your own marketing strategy. You need mm -hmm. to document it. <laughs> That's just is like a sub mistake that people make. They don't document their marketing strategy. And that's really how you start to create your own marketing machine. Yes. It's that's so, so helpful. And that last one, you don't even know if it's working, you guys. So I can't say enough about that one because I, and I've been guilty of it a hundred percent where I see somebody that I follow and I love them and I'm like, oh, we should do that. We should do that. And it starts to feel like you're going down all these rabbit trails. And I have been lucky enough to either join a mastermind that they're in or join some sort of a program where I then find out that they're like, oh my gosh, we tried this thing for like six months and it was terrible. Like it did not work at all. And I'm like, I was going to do that, you know? And so it's really, really interesting that you don't even know if it's working. And a lot of us are out there just trying different things. And you might just catch somebody trying something and it's not even working. So I love that. Yeah. That's super helpful. Yeah. That really brings up another one of the kind of broken yeah. record things that I'm trying to, to just be a broken <laughs> record about. And that's that yeah. marketing is a giant experiment. And so what we are watching yeah. when we look out into the, the marketing universe is we are watching everyone's marketing experiments and we are mm -hmm. not seeing the results because the results happen yep. in private. So mm -hmm. what we're watching and witnessing is just the public experimentation. Mm. And it's in those private conversations, those mastermind calls, those group chats mm -hmm. that like you actually find out if that worked or not. Or if they're like, cool, I just spent $5,000 on something and it was garbage. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I really, I really don't want people to be doing that. Yep. 100%. I love that. That was such a helpful tip you know, definitely glean ideas from different people and like get inspiration, but create your own strategy, test it, see how it works for you. That's so good. Okay. So what about number two? What's the second mistake that we're seeing wedding pros make? Number two is that you make assumptions about who your customers are. And mm -hmm. this again is where everyone starts and we are all allowed okay. to do version one of our <laughs> ideal customer persona based on assumptions. That is 100% what everyone needs to do because we don't have, we yeah. don't start our businesses with customers that we can be like digging into. But once you have a year or two of business under your belt, if you are still basing your marketing off of those assumptions, mm -hmm. then it's time to stop doing that. And you really need to come back to your customer personas, do some surveying, do some research. Even if you have to pay your past clients to sit down mm. with you and do a 30-minute call or complete a survey, even if you have to pay them, it is worth yeah. the money because this is who everything that you're doing on the marketing side is supposed to be mm. resonating with. And if you don't explicitly understand what resonates with that person, 
then mm-hmm. everything, all the dominoes down the line won't fall because we want them to fall. We want everything to fall yeah. toward a, yeah. a conversion and a sale. Um, but if we're saying the wrong things to people, if we're not putting the right type of content in front of them at the right time, if we're not pulling on the right emotional strings, then our marketing falls flat. And so mm-hmm. I really want to encourage everyone who is past that first, second year of business to do some really deep thinking about who their customers are as people and mm-hmm. what motivates them and to create a customer persona that is not based on demographics. Uh, or their startups order. Correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like the fun stuff where we're like, hey, you know, right. Sally likes her oat milk latte, one pump, you know, half calf. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but your customer persona should really be based on their problem and the solution yep. that you're providing. And where I want to push people on this is your customer's problem is not that they are trying to plan a wedding. That is not their nope. problem. That's the de- that's demographic <laughs> level information. You really, like I said, do deep thinking about who they are as people, what is agitating them, what is worrying them, what is making them not say things to their friends and family because they feel like it's the ugly thoughts that they're having. Those yep. are the things that you want to understand because people make purchasing decisions based off of emotion and they use logic to justify it. And so you need to understand that messy soup that's going on inside everyone. And like I said, it's not that they're just having a hard time planning a wedding. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Taylor, this is so helpful for your marketing, also for your sales, because if you can understand your client on that deeper level, exactly like you said, they make those purchasing decisions based on emotion and what's what they're not saying out loud and understanding so much more about your clients. And I think some of those things can be things like, is it that your ideal client is in residency and med school? They live in another state that they, they don't have eyes and ears here, that they're having tons of their friends and family travel in and they feel this pressure to perform or to have this magical weekend because people have spent so much money. There's so much at play. Do they really want to elope? But mom and dad are like over my dead body. You know, like what are the things at play with your clients? And what I find is that once you can figure that out, it makes your marketing so much easier, right? Because you're literally speaking to their specific pain points and people just flock to you. Once something is easier, you're way more apt yes. to keep up with it. Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. Okay. That was so good. Okay. So tell us what number three is. What's the third biggest mistake that people make? This one is all y'all who are putting all your marketing eggs in one basket. <laughs> Preach girl. Preach. And specifically looking at Instagram and referrals, mm-hmm. right? These are the two big baskets where I can't tell you how many times I've heard someone tell me like, I don't need to do marketing because all of my business comes from referrals. And I, a little bit of me dies inside when I hear that. That used to be me. I used to say that all the time. (laughs) You know, we all make mistakes, right? And we all grow. And the important thing is that you grow once you realize, hey, maybe I'm not doing myself the biggest favor. Right. Then you need to, you know, do what you need. But the reason that this is a mistake is because your marketing at some point is going to become less effective because Mm -hmm. of all of those outside things that we can't control, right? It happens to us all. And when our marketing becomes less effective or worst case, 
it maybe just like stops working. Yeah. You're screwed because <laughs> you have, you are so screwed because you have nothing set up that you can easily start to pivot into and lean on. You mm-hmm. find yourself in a position where you need to build a completely new marketing machine and yeah. that takes time and effort and it is not going to give you a quick fix. It's the exact yeah. opposite, right? You're now looking at six to 12 months before you start seeing the the fruits of your labor. I hope that I just productively scared the pants off of some folks (laughs) who are like, oh my God, it's me. I I only do Instagram. So the solution to this problem is picking one or two additional marketing channels that complement that main one. And so referrals is a a really great one to talk through as an example. You know, referrals is pretty hands-off marketing for the most part, but it's not completely. And so you can start doing a lot of social media and content marketing that's founded in your social proof. So your reviews, your testimonials, all that kind of stuff. So that's one way that you can start to be more active in other places, leveraging something that's very much tied to the concept of reviews. And then you could also potentially think about starting to blog about the weddings that your ideal clients got married at. What are the really nitty gritty niche questions that those ideal clients have? Then you start to create more of a marketing ecosystem for yourself Mm -hmm. where you're not going to get caught with your pants down. And especially when we're talking about referrals as the the main marketing channel, Mm -hmm. the North Star here. Regardless of what anyone listening might be over leveraging, that's the way I want you to look at it. Okay, well, what's sitting in the center of what I'm doing to market my business? And what are the things that are tangentially related to Mm -hmm. that? It makes it way easier to start doing something. It feels more familiar, which is going to, you know, help you do it more more consistently without wanting to cry (laughs) every time you've got to do it. Also, Like I said, marketing is a messy soup of emotions. But the other thing is that it's not that you're trying to reach totally different Mm -hmm. people. It's that you need to reach your customer potentially through a different avenue. And so you're just trying to find the different places that would support that naturally instead of, hey, referrals are great. And now I'm going to go be on TikTok all the time, right? That's too many degrees of separation (laughs) for things to feel connected. So yeah, so think about, okay, what am I doing as my main marketing activity and what are the things that are related Mm. to that and go along with it so that I can just start exploring those additional channels? That's so helpful. That's such a helpful way to think about that. I love it. Okay, so we're halfway through. Tell us what number four is. This one is almost shocking to me. It continues to be shocking to me because I spend way too much of my time looking at how people are marketing their businesses, right? Like small business owners in the wedding space, in the creative service space, and in the small retail space. And so many of you are marketing people-less brands. (laughs) And it's very confusing when I go into someone's Instagram feed and other than your profile photo... Maybe. Right. Maybe. Maybe. Because maybe it's your logo. There's no proof of life. Mm -hmm. 
of you anywhere in the feed, yeah. right? Yeah. And so maybe you're showing up on stories and I like caught your stories on like in between when you were showing up there because you listen to Brandy and you show up every day. <laughs> but like I said, there's no proof of life in the feed. So if I'm scrolling down, all I see are pictures of tablescapes, past couples, venues, centerpieces, flat lays. Mm -hmm. That's all I see. And it's like, okay, so who's the person behind this? Who's the person that I'm actually considering hiring to do this job, to do this work? Yeah. And the other thing is even more shocking how often I go onto someone's website and like they're not on there. There's again, no proof of life. And the reason this is a huge mistake is because people buy from people. This is not a newsflash. You've heard this before. People buy from people. And that's because people need to go through this emotional process of getting to know you, like you, and trust mm -hmm. you. Again, not. This is not breaking news here. <laughs> but when you are a, a service-based business and there is an absence of the service provider in the marketing material, mm -hmm. it's weird. Yeah. It's just yeah. weird. So don't be weird <laughs> with your marketing and just show up. And so for a lot of people, especially if we're talking about the newer folks You've not yet invested in a brand shoot and you don't mm -hmm. have a professional headshot. I say this with all the love. I'm putting my soft kid gloves on as my girlfriends tell me to do. I say this with all the love, my friends, but please don't use your own wedding photo as your professional headshot. Don't do that. Hard stop. Another hard stop. Invest in a brand shoot or at minimum spend a couple hundred dollars yeah. in professional headshots mm -hmm. and just have a few different versions that you can leverage for a while as a stopgap. Yep. And then the other thing is take Brandy's advice. And even when you don't feel like you want to show up, show yeah. up just for two seconds. Just show up and show people that you are here. This is the person that you're going to be hiring. This is the person that you can trust to do all the things, to be creative, to be your guide. You know, I know everyone can like insert 100,000 <laughs> adjectives right. and, and nouns after that. But just everyone really needs to show up and show their face. Mm -hmm. A hundred percent. I, I, I feel like that we could do a whole show just on that one topic, right? Because it's so, one of the things that I feel like is really common in the wedding industry is outsourcing your social media. And listen, I'm here for it. Mine's been outsourced for as long as I can remember. However, I think that there's a, a myth in our industry that when you outsource your social media, you don't have to do anything for it. And it's just false. Like outsourcing your social media looks like that someone else is posting and someone else is helping you create content. Someone else is helping you, but you have to be involved in it. You have to show your face. You have to show up. You have to provide pictures. You have to provide stories. You have to provide, like there's just still so much to it. That's you. Otherwise people are just buying a bot and it, that that's not what people want, you know? And so um, I think that there's just this myth that outsourcing means your hands off and it's just not people want you totally totally and there's there's a quality control aspect to all of this if you hire an assistant you're not just gonna like hand over some things and be like have fun right right, <laughs> right? like you would never you would never do that mm. in that aspect of your business but this is one of the great this is one of the reasons that I will forever be fascinated by small business owners in the marketing space 
um, because whatever people can do to like just mm-hmm. get it off their plate and feel like they don't have to think about it is what y'all will do. Mm-hmm. And it's not as a CEO, as the leader of a business who is responsible for everything, that is not <laughs> that's not the right tax to take. No. So yes, even if you are outsourcing your social media, no. you can give that person video clips of you. You can give them your headshot. You can give them direction. And honestly, you should be coming up with a regular cadence Mm -hmm. that they follow that, hey, once a month, uh, there needs to be proof of life on my feed. (laughs) Yes. Right? Like that's a very simple directive. Super simple. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. You have the best analogies too. Like I, I'm sitting here thinking about even just some of my students or wedding pros that I get to interact with. And they, they're always so hesitant to hire a team member because they're like, I want to make sure it's quality control. I want to make sure it's just like I would do it. I want to make sure it still represents me and my reputation, but we're so quick to just hand off the password to our social media accounts and be like, go post, just post, make sure there's something there. And it's so, when you said that, I was like light bulb moment. We do that all the time and we would just never do it in the actual creative space in our business, but we do it with our marketing all the time. That has to make you so sad as a wedding marketing person. It, oh my gosh, <laughs> it makes me so sad. This is, this is the thing that, this is the thing that keeps me yes. up at night. And this is why I ended up Building NG, this is, I mean, literally my life's work has been, I've realized this, this is my existential, like, what is Taylor doing with her life? Taylor is trying to make it so that every small business owner has no excuse to do a crap job with their marketing. That's that's the, the, the brutally honest explanation of what I'm trying to do here. Because again, the psychology of where small business ownership and marketing intersects Mm -hmm. is wildly fascinating because it is the thing that people know logically is so important for their business but is the it is the thing in actuality that it's the first thing to get kicked yeah. off of the list for the day so like every time i have i've scheduled a call with someone and then 10 minutes before they're like i need to cancel because i had a i have a a client mm-hmm. emergency and i'm like mm-hmm. happens again yeah. happens again and if i had a dollar for every time it's happened i would be Semi-retired, I think. (laughs) This is just the brutal truth about what I observe. And so that's why, you know, one of the things that I really, you know, I'm not, I'm not a coach. Uh, That's not who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm a teacher. That's what my background is in. And so I'm like, let me tell you all the things and this is how you can empower yourself. So I need the people who are great at coaching folks to really somehow get people to extend that commitment into their marketing because without commitment, it's just buckus, right? Like it's always going to be that way. So, um, this is my plea to all of the, all of the people who feel like they can help facilitate (laughs) that piece of it, um, to stand like arm in arm and be like, we all need to commit (laughs) about marketing all the time. All the time. It is not, uh, something you fill your extra time with. It has to be part of your business. And you mentioned NG. I yep. know we have a fifth tip, but before we go into the fifth tip, um, tell everybody what NG is because it's so it's such a cool thing. And you just kind of mentioned it. This is why I created NG. What is it? Tell us what it is. So NG for anyone who's listening to this and, and knows 
Taylor from somewhere, <laughs> whether that's like Taylor from Taylor to Taylor from Source or the OG folks who are like, oh, that's Taylor from Isleplayer. <laughs> Taylor from NG. NG is, is me turned into software. Me as a marketing consultant turned into software in plain English. And so what I've done is built software that has all of the components of what you need to do on the marketing side of things to plan your marketing, to organize it, and to start to do your marketing as someone who wears all of the hats, right? Because that is most of us. Most of us are doing our own marketing, maybe with a little bit of outside support. Yeah. And so creating a marketing strategy, organizing your marketing calendar, having an AI copywriter to help you create so uh, content, we're building a social media scheduler. Like we're trying to put all of the things that small business owners need on the marketing side in one place and in a way that they work together okay. instead of having like some tool, like some lists in Asana, and then you've got your social media schedule here, and then you've got this over here, and it's all very disjointed. Mm -hmm. um, because marketing, when push comes to shove, needs to be directed by a strategy. Yep. And so that's the thing that when you're piecemealing mm -hmm. together a marketing system, you miss. And so we're really trying to wrap everything in, into one space so that people can clearly understand why am I doing these marketing things? Yeah. Oh, well, it's because it's going to help me get to these goals and objectives that I've outlined in my strategy. And it helps me talk to these ideal customer personas. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remove all roadblocks <laughs> from, from what people experience in their day-to-day -day life. So it's no small feat and it is a ton of hard work. Yes. Uh, but I really feel like it is. this is more than worth it mm -hmm. because I have so many friends who own wedding businesses and small businesses. And for, I guess my consulting business is turning nine here in the spring. Like for nine years, hundreds of people have just like, I'm the person they text, they call, they email with random questions. And it's like, I know y'all need this help. Yeah. So, um, you know, and so I'm the crazy person that decided to build technology. I love to it. To make it happen. I love it. I'm always obsessed with people who actually go and build a piece of software anyway for something that they know can help. And I, I just think that that's so interesting in itself. Um, but this, I've gotten to play around with it on the inside. And, you know, I've listened to you and seen lives and things like that that you're doing. Katie Padilla, who's a coach inside my program, uses it and loves it. She's obsessed with it. And so I have, I just think it's, it's such an incredible tool. And if people want to check it out, where can they check that out? Yeah. So our website is enji.co. Okay. And then you will always find me on Instagram. So our Instagram handle is E-N-J-I underscore C-O. Okay, cool. But that's where, those are my corners of the internet that I'm hanging out in. Okay, cool. So we want you guys to go check out and uh, we'll put a link in the show notes as well so that you can check it out and do a free trial, right? There's a free trial for people that they can check it yep. out, play around with it and not do some of these marketing really that we're talking about today make sure that your marketing is yep. killing it and it has a purpose and that you're speaking to your ideal client. So, okay. I wanted to make sure that we talked about that because that honestly is going to be such a game changer for so many people in 2024 and really help to make your marketing work for you in terms of putting dollars in your bank account and converting clients. Um, okay. So round us out here, Taylor, what is the fifth mistake that you see happening all the time in the wedding industry? This one is a big one. <laughs> um, it might be my favorite because it's kind of a cross between a misnomer and a mistake. And okay. that is thinking 
that your marketing should be free all of the time. Mm-hmm. So NG is not my first startup. I've had my hand in this a couple times. And in the startup world or in marketing in general, there's a lot of talk about guerrilla style tactics. And really what that is, is uh, trying to market with little to no resources, right? And so that has become, unfortunately, that has become my area of expertise because <laughs> I'm a very scrappy and resourceful marketer. But as someone who has been forced into only using free marketing tactics, I can tell you with my whole being, this is the hardest way to do marketing. Mm -hmm. It is the thing that stresses me out when I am told, please do this, but I will give you zero dollars to do it. You're like, cool. How do I make that work? And this is the situation that wedding pros keep themselves in. Mm -hmm. And it's shocking to me that they're like, I almost refuse to spend any money on my marketing. Mm -hmm. And I think that the reason that that is the case is because maybe you tried investing in something or someone before and you got burned. That happens. Finding Mm -hmm. really solid help on the marketing side of things is not easy. Yeah. But so maybe you've gotten burned. Maybe you're already working off of very limited resources and you're like, I don't have 500 extra dollars every month to invest in something. And so you're trying to be, you know, conservative with your cash. Again, like I don't blame people for these things, but the, the age old isms are very true that you have to spend money to make money. And I am, I'm someone, I'm a squirrel that likes to keep all their acorns. So I think this is partly because of just my experience of being asked to do impactful marketing with no money. It feels vulnerable to spend money on something. And then it feels embarrassing when it doesn't work. And those are both emotions that we are very much trying to avoid in our existence here. But to kind of have a full circle moment, I know we talked about marketing as an experiment before. And Mm -hmm. money is one of the, the levers you have in this giant experiment that is marketing that will never really end. And Mm -hmm. so when there is a smart, educated guess, I think this is a good thing to maybe try spending some money on, try it. But you honestly are making your life so hard if you refuse to spend any money on marketing. I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've even seen on TikTok where people are almost like, Touting the fact that they've spent no money on advertising. They're like, oh, I run a million dollar business. I've spent no money on advertising. And I'm like, listen, I get it, but that's hard. You're spending something. You know, if you're doing four or five TikToks a day, that's exhausting, right? And do I think it's possible mm-hmm. to do it completely organically? Yeah, but you're either paying with your time or your money, period, end of conversation. You are not going on TikTok or going on Instagram twice a week or three times a week and growing a million dollar business and spending no money. You're just not, it's not going to happen. And so I find it really interesting when people say that as well. So I'm so glad that you brought that up just because I feel like you will pay with your time or with your money. And I mean, or both, right? But I think spending money 
um, in the right places and experimenting exactly like you said and finding what works and then just pouring gas on it. Like, why would you not put in, you know, a dollar to get back to? Why would you not do that? I don't understand. So I love that thought. I think it's so, so helpful. The thing, all those people who are telling you, telling the proverbial internet, like, hey, I have a million dollar business and I spend no money on advertising. Guess what? They, their job is marketing. Right. That's right? their job. Everyone yeah. that's listening to this podcast, your job is not marketing. Right. And so you do not spend the majority of your time doing marketing things. Yeah. And so again, not an apples to apples business, yeah. right? All these full circle moments, right? Like not an apples to apples business. And I mean, I am someone who my job is marketing. I make mistakes in full transparency here. Like I've got Google ads running for NG yeah. and they, the hell does make me make a face because I'm like, this is money. This is money well uh-huh. spent. But I'm doing the experiment. I'm committed to the experiment, yep. right? Which has a start and an end date. Yep. I'm going to let it run. And then I'm going to do a postmortem and I'm going to look and see what worked, what didn't, what do I need to change in the future if I'm going to do this again, right? And that is the thing that no one, I think, publicly talks about with marketing is that it is trial and error. All the time. All of the time. Yep. So don't be afraid to do it. I'm doing it. Let's all take this leap of faith and just experiment away. But when you do, when you take calculated risks, you can have just such massive rewards on the other side of it. But it does require you taking a little bit of a risk. Yes. So good. And so true. Oh, my gosh. Taylor, this was so, so helpful. Thank you for sharing so much and being just super honest about what you're seeing in the market, what we can do to be better in 2024. You guys, um, you've heard me talk about it all fourth quarter that in 2024, we are going to see an uptick in engagements. It is coming and you need to be prepared for it. How are you showing your face? How are you speaking directly to your ideal client in your marketing so that they know that you are the pro for them and they book you. And we start turning all of that marketing time into dollars. That's what we really want to do. And I think Taylor gave us some really, really great tangible tips that we can implement right away. So Taylor, thank you so much. This was awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you to everyone for tuning in. And I would love to hear everyone's top takeaways. Please DM us, Taylor over at ng underscore co on Instagram. And I'm at Brandy Gar. Come tell us what you learned and what you're going to implement next year. So good. All right, guys. Bye for now. Hey there, wedding pro. Are you feeling overwhelmed, burned out, and wondering how you will ever pay yourself an actual salary from this business you're building? I get it. I'm a wedding pro just like you. I sat in this season of overwhelm and no pay for way too long. Now I own one of the largest planning firms in Orlando, Florida, while doing less than five weddings myself each year. And yeah, I pay myself a full-time salary too. And I'm not alone. Hundreds of other wedding pros just like you have gone from overwhelmed Pro to Confident CEO by using the proven strategies I teach inside the Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator. I tell Brandy all the time how grateful I am for her. Before joining with her, I thought I was successful and I was successful, but I was working 24 seven, barely making a profit. Now, over a year later working with her, it's just been life changing. We have our Monday calls. I voice text with other wedding planners all over the nation. And it's helpful just to have someone that's done what we're trying to do. And that is what the CEO Accelerated Group has helped and taught me to do. 
Inside the Accelerator, you get lifetime access to the six step-by-step modules that walk you through the pillars of a profitable wedding business. The financial services spreadsheet that Brandy gives you as a part of the Accelerator is worth the price of the Accelerator alone. If you need clarity on finances, your budget, if you can hire, if you can even pay the people that you have hired, go get the Accelerator because that spreadsheet gave me the knowledge and power to make the decisions to continue hiring and growing my team in the way that I want to. But what good is all of this knowledge without accountability, community, and of course, a place to ask your most burning questions? When you join the Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator, you also get six months inside our live coaching membership. It literally has changed the way I do business. It has changed the way I view things. It has changed the way that I manage things. It is totally amazing to be able to sit with CEOs that have been through what I've been through, have been through the trenches, and can give me the insight as to how they got through it. It doesn't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm the only person on the planet who feels this way. No, there's tons of other CEOs that feel the same way I do, and we can talk about it, think through it, and we can learn. It is absolutely amazing, and if you're thinking about it, you should do it. The Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator is the best of a course, a membership, and a group coaching community all in one. The group has been so supportive and has really kept me sane through the busiest season I've ever seen in my career. For that, I'm really thankful. Looking forward to the next year and all the things I have to learn to grow and scale my business and super excited for the next steps. Here's the thing. You can absolutely listen to this show every single week to get nuggets that will help you scale your business. And over the course of a few years of piecing together all of that free information, you could very likely grow a successful wedding business. Or you can join the Wedding Pros CEO Accelerator today to get the proven step-by-step roadmap you need to ditch the overwhelm, build maximum profit, and step into your role as confident CEO, all in just six short months. In 2021, we did 220,000 in revenue, which I was so excited about at the time. In 2022, where we sit now, our revenue came in around 560,000. Honestly, I attribute so much of that to really being able to grow. I actually no longer take on weddings myself. I'm really able to focus and be the CEO of my company. And that's come with a lot of guidance from the Accelerator Group, all of the other incredible CEOs in that program, bouncing ideas off of each other, asking for the help and hearing from other people and what's worked and what hasn't. Just click the link in the show notes below to learn more about the Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator and let's build your profitable wedding business together.